My name is Candido, and along with my co-host James, we put together a virtual series called the One Love Art Sessions. Our goal is to bring talent and community together for creativity, heart-to-heart -heart discussions, and chill vibes. However, in between events, we'll be sharing podcasts that dig a little deeper into our lives as artists, interests, current events, reflections, and expectations of what's to come. So let's start here. My name is Candido Crespo, but I sign my work Crespo, and that's what most of my students call me. I'm a husband, father, artist, and educator. I work in a variety of mediums, but recently watercolor. I'd be just fine and happy with a pencil and paper, but there's been something challenging yet freeing about watercolor. Yeah, I'm James. I go by James LJ. I am also a husband and soon-to-be father. I'm a digital artist, UX, UI designer, and art director from New York City, currently residing in Jersey City. So how do we know each other? Well, back in 2002, Jay and I actually attended SUNY New Pulse together. And it was during that time that we ended up pledging for the same fraternity. Years later, we actually started working together, even though we knew all along that we had artistic abilities. It was at, I believe, the BS Collective was our first Blot, show together? Blot Shop, yeah. Yeah, right the on. Blot Shop Collective. R.I.P. Blot Shop. So what was that? Uh, Blot Shop Collective was a... Originally a brainchild of a, another friend of mine, um, Jose. Shout out to Jose, who's another uh, awesome artist, awesome father. Uh, as awesome as an artist as me, but you know, he tries, kid tries. Uh, <laughs> uh, he had this idea of uh, putting together these uh, art shows in New York City, where we basically just bring together, you know, a cool amount of different artists and uh exposed people who weren't necessarily always exposed to art to the world of art uh so what we would do is we would just take over a space for a saturday and we would do a pop-up show and we would bring together anything from like three to eight artists and you know just invite people like our first show was this back alley like secret show uh in chinatown and it's like you know we took this space and we we literally painted the whole thing and just took it over and we just threw this art show. And then when it was done, we flicked the lights off, took all the art off the wall and we just left. It was like, we weren't even there. So that's I remember, I remember uh, entering that art show because um, the space as part of your, well, I guess part of your promotion was um, that you actually had to earn your right to even be able to go to that show. It was a secret, right? Yeah. It was a secret yes. art show. Yeah. <laughs> I remember walking there and being like, nah, the show's not here. Can't be here. <laughs> and it wasn't until you had to walk into the back of the store, take the stairs up. And when we got up, uh, I think it was elevator. Yeah, uh, elevator. Yeah, yeah, there, was, there was a few different ways to get there. And if you took the wrong turn, you ended up like in the back of a Chinese food restaurant. Like it was, <laughs> it was crazy, but it was so cool. Um, now we enjoyed it a lot. And I mean, it's, it's definitely one of those things I want to do again. Uh, life got in the way and, uh, we weren't able to continue with it. Uh, but you know, obviously we both have our own endeavors going on right now. And, um, and now I'm doing this, which is, you know, we're not in the, the back of a shop in Chinatown, but this is still, you know, we're, we're in quarantine. So I guess that's just a secretive. <laughs> that's true. They don't know where our headquarters are. <laughs> So uh, I should actually un, um, speak about two collectives that I was part of that helped me gain the knowledge that I have now and experience in order to feel comfortable doing what we're doing. So the first I participated in was something called the 5 by 5 And um, what we did for that one, it was five artists, and we each had to come up with five pieces for each show. So we had tw 25 pieces in total for every show that everybody came to. 
that worked out really, really cool because every artist was significantly different. We brought our own energy, our own vibe to the event. And um, I think it's something that could have continued, but the artists just fell, uh, fell away from each other. So we weren't able to hold on to the thing that we had. I'm still in contact with a few of them. And actually, uh, two of our first guests that we had participated in that. So um, it goes to show the kind of bond and, and, and relationship that came from it. Following, uh, I created something called the Alegria Collective, and that that we focused our energy in Queens, um, but it was thematic shows as well, pop-up galleries similar uh, to that format. And um, that was successful in that it gave me um, a chance to do a lot more curation. And uh, I learned a lot during those times. And now here we are, right? Trying something different, um, not just focusing on my own personal work, even though I've had the time and chances to do that. Um, I like the community aspect. I'm all about that part. I think that's such an artist thing, though. Like, you know, we talk about I used to do this and I used to do that. And like all those things, we're not doing them anymore. And it's not because they weren't successful because they were. Um, but as an artist, I feel like, you know, you do something for a while and you're like, cool, now I'm just something different. It's the same thing as art. Like you can only work on a series for so long and then you're like, all right, I'm done with this. Like I need to figure something else out. Like, you know, I've been painting for two years and now I want to learn how to whittle. Like who knows, you know, it's very it's the, artist mentality. Yeah. And it's, it's a positive, right? Because it sounds like evolution, right? You, you did this thing, you learned from this and now you're ready to take on the next challenge, but you're bringing that information and knowledge that you learned from the prior endeavor. Yeah, man. Like it is, yeah. The, the sure. amount of stuff that we learned and the artists that we met. And I mean, we had like headline DJs that would come and like DJ art, sh- art shows. And I'm like, I don't, do they know that like we're just some guys that had an idea to do some shows and now like these people are rocking with us? So it was a cool yeah. thing. Definitely learned a lot. Yeah. And, and that kind of opens the door or conversation to um, the fine arts and performing arts combination where they probably felt the same way. You don't know but they probably felt the same way. They were probably like, hey, this is kind of cool that I get to I get to create the vibe for this event. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's that's a powerful thing and something that they get to reflect on and build with as well. Uh, so we're fraternity brothers. We've known each other for years. Um, but we never had a chance to just work on a project independently, you and I. Um, so it's not independently. I meant <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah, collaboratively. Indep- independently as a force. As one, right. like, like, <laughs> I am one with the force. The force is one with me. We're, we're uh, Voltron, bro. Artistic Voltron. Essentially, but but separate. We're just the two lines. <laughs> <laughs> we don't come together. <laughs> right. Okay. So collaboratively, right? Um, but last year I asked you, I said, hey, you know, I think it's time that we start working, that we come up with something. So let's make 2020 the year that we work together and we have something. I, we didn't really know what that something was. We had an ongoing notes file where we're just throwing down ideas and trying to come up with this thing and then march i want to say 13th comes around and we get some pretty devastating news we can't leave our houses yeah i don't know if anyone ever i don't know if anyone else heard about that it was pretty i don't know if anyone watches the news but that's the day the world stopped (laughs) it really it really does feel like that and i and i still think uh that that news was it 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 could I think looking back on it, it's going to be pretty traumatizing or thinking about historically the impact that it that it's had on, on people, but how does it affect us directly? So we couldn't go out. We couldn't find a location to do our art. We can't link up to do our art. So we come up with this thing, the One Love Art Sessions. And uh, it's 
it sounds like it just we just took the information that we learned from the Block Shop Collective, from Alegria, from Five by Five, and said, let's just do this as a virtual thing. We take what we know and we do it. And here we are. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be honest, like you came with this idea and I was like, this sounds cool. This is, and you're throwing all these things at me. And I like, it was a lot. And I was still trying to wrap. I, when I tell you, I was still trying to wrap my head around it probably five minutes into our first show. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> but I think at the same time, it's because it, it there really wasn't, the show was defined by the show, if that makes right. sense. Like, yeah. I didn't really know what it was until it started going. And I'm like, okay, I have an idea what this is. But to be honest with you, there isn't, we don't really know what this is yet. Let's let's make this what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is cool. Like, I could vibe with this. Let's define, you know, what this is going forward. And that definition doesn't have to be the same every week. It could be different, you know, depending on yeah. the artists we had and the vibe and what's going on. What we saw before we made this decision to move forward one of our sessions is that um, live live streaming has become a thing, and, and and we are living in a virtual world that way. So to be specific, DJ D Nice has the world jamming, you know, specifically Saturday nights, but he does it more than that. So so there, there is a desire, there's a want to be connected. And we know that the art community always wants to be connected. So when I proposed the idea to you, it was like, hey, I just need you with your knowledge of of the web. How can we how can we create that space for people? I got this idea, I got the artist, I got a, a possible format. Um, I know I want people to be involved outside of just the artists, outside of you and I as moderators. And and we did it. So on May 2nd was our first show. And in that show, we featured Mike Styles and Andres Gallardo. And, you know, those two guys, along with ourselves, you know, we painted, we talked, and we focused on the topic of childhood. And the conversation, uh, you know, it went here, it went there, but it always came back to this concept of childhood and its impact on our art. I think it was successful. Uh, no, I agree. I, I think it was cool. It was we vibed out. We had fun. People enjoyed it. People were actually really hyped about it. So I think it was like you said, like it gave people somewhere to go. Like they, no one left their house, but they had somewhere to go, which is in our new world. Like, I mean, I ran out of things to watch on Netflix. I like. My daily routine is maybe I'll walk to the deli. Like no one has anywhere to go. Um, and my work days feel like they're 47 hours long. Like it's so just crazy. Great. So anything to break up that monotony. And it's cool. Like when you really think about it too, is because we're all home, there's probably a lot more of us sitting in front of screens or TVs. And the fact that people were still willing to just come and sit in front of a screen again, but understand that it, it was a little bit different uh, was cool. Yeah, having that live format, you know, um, it's not like you could prepare for it or you feel like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn something on that's scripted. It's not, man. Even if even if we tried our best to have a structured conversation, we don't wanna censor anybody. So we don't we're not even sure how the answers are gonna come out from our featured artists. All we know is that we're providing them a platform and we want them to engage with us as moderators and hosts, and we want them to engage with an audience of supporters and people who are just genuine fans of art. And I think that's something fresh. I, I think that's something, yeah. It's definitely fresh. Um, yeah, and I mean, even that concept of unscripted, right? So we we try to uh, not send out the link unless people register or send out the link at like the 24th hour to kind of make it a little bit exclusive. But also, you know, we do these shows on Zoom for anyone that doesn't know. Um, every two weeks, um, send out a Zoom link. 
Uh, and like clockwork, like, you know, we've tried to be <laughs> as strategic as oh, possible man. on clockwork. I think the, the one of my friends puts it the best. He's been at both shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Last week he said someone else ran on the field naked again. So essentially both times we've had people that have bombed our Zooms, right, bombed these sessions. And I can't repeat anything they said, but they've, like, if you could think of the worst thing that you could say against, like, cultural groups or, like, groups of people they came into the chat and they said it and there was i think last time there was even audio noise like it was crazy but yeah i, yeah, I think the best way to describe it is someone ran on the field naked <laughs> like the game started and someone was like Ooh. we can laugh about it because we were able to control the situation um definitely doesn't justify what happens but oh, no. but but at this point we're expecting it right we're expecting it and we just have to be prepared to make sure that our audience knows that, hey, we got their back. You know, those people, that kind of energy is not welcome here. No, definitely. Um, but that's, that's it goes right back to it. It's live, man. Live. It's live. <laughs> uh, then we had our second event, right? The first one was a success. We felt comfortable. We booked our next artist. And then on May 16th, uh, we have, we have uh, Rafael Guerrero and we have Marta Alicia Martarita and they you know, two killer artists as well, um, put together a good show, a good conversation, and we focused on identity, you know, and I, I like, I like the topic of identity, but, but I like it best the way you describe it though, because, uh, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> so well, why did we choose identity? Uh, so when I was first thinking about the idea, I was, I was thinking about this concept of identity and who you are, right? Um, especially in, with everything that's going on in the pandemic, right? So if you were to ask someone like in February, like define yourself, what's your identity? Someone could be like, well, you know, I like going to happy hour on Thursdays. I play tennis three times a week, um, you know, and I, I do X, Y, and Z, right? And now it's like three months later, it's like, how do you define yourself? And all those things are gone now. Like you can't go to happy hour, you can't go to brunch, you can't do all these other things, right? So it's like, well, I like puzzles, you know, I. I watch Netflix seven hours a day, like, and it's this idea of like, we've we've changed as a collective globe, like as everyone in the world has had to change in some way. Like, even if you, you know, if you're at home, stuck at home, working from home, or you're an essential worker and you you have to go out into the front lines, whether you're, you know, delivering food or delivering babies. Yeah, shout out to them for sure. Yeah. Like it's changed. Like, even if you go out, like your concept of outside is, is different. Right. Um, so this idea of like, how do you define yourself now in this new world? And then there's the third part of that is like, there was a definition of yourself pre March, whatever date, you know, the world flipped upside down for you. Right. There's now. Right. And then there's after this. Right. So after this, are you, you know, is it going to be like, you're going to go back to like, I just go to brunch all the time and happy hours. Or it's just like, yeah, well half the week I spend at brunch and the other half I do puzzles. Like what, like, are you going to drop the new habits and hobbies that you picked up? Like, you know, there's people out there. My aunt started learning the ukulele. Like it's like craziness. And it's cool oh, yeah. though. Cause we have all this extra time to be like, oh, I never got to do this. I'm going to order this random thing from Amazon and I'm going to teach myself and learn and it's cool. And so I, I had this idea of like, what's, how do you define yourself now? What's your identity? Who are you? Has it changed? Do you know yourself now? I think that forces people to stop and think. So I think, you know, well beyond you and I, but our artists and, and the community that's joined us, it, it, it's definitely a, 
uh, a stop and think moment where you're like, oh yeah, I was that person, but I'm not that person anymore. And, you know, so much has, so much has changed and in such a rapid time too, because it's not like it's been an extended period of time. It, as soon as you were told like, hey, depending on what state you were from, you know, whether it was shelter in place or social distancing, however your governor, however it was called, it affected your life immediately. So immediately you had to change and start thinking. And like you said, man, they run out of stuff on Netflix to watch and you want to grow as a person. There's some, this is some wonderful time to capitalize on that. Yeah. And it's funny too, because so obviously like, well, not obviously, but my, my wife is pregnant. And going into this pregnancy, all my friends that had kids were like, man, it's, you know, you got to get ready. This is, you know, is going to be a crazy experience for you. And you don't even know what you're, you're in for, right? And now I talk to them, I'm like, you don't even know. Like, you never had to have a pregnant wife during a pandemic. Like, no. you got you got it easy, bro. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm with her 24 hours a day. I love her, but it's crazy. And then I give, like having to go to the hospital when my son's going to be born during quarantine pandemic, like totally like my whole world flipped around. Like I can't go to doctor's visits. Like, so it's like, it's nuts. Yeah. You know, for a moment there, the hospitals weren't even permitting, uh, you know, both, both parents to even be, to be in the delivery room. I'm I'm glad that's been lifted, but you're saying they even have standard, standard uh, checkups, right? You can't even be a part of that. No, I can't be. I drop her off, and I'm I'm the just Uber. Just wait in the car. Yeah, I'm just right. the Uber, bro. Um, but yeah, luckily I can go for the birth, so that's yeah. exciting. Um, yeah, there's a whole be bunch of protocols that they have in place for that. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, going back to what we're saying, this is this is the new normal, and it's and it's just crazy too because I think about my identity, right? So mm-hmm. the type of person I went into before this, um, the type of person I am during this, and the type of person I'm gonna be after this, like. Take away the fact that that this pandemic all this has come on, like there's a hundred percent chance that the end of all of this, when life, whatever normal is, when life goes back to whatever the normal is, um, I'm gonna be like a dad. And like, yeah. what does that look like? <laughs> so it's like it's this weird transition where, and, and it kind of sucks too, because I'm like, man, this is the last few like non dad months I have, and like I can't even like my birthday's Friday, and my wife's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like. I don't know. We can either not go to the beach or not go to the park. Like what? Is it? <laughs> um, so it's just, and for her, I know it's crazy, but it's just, yeah. What is your identity, man? Like, what are we going to look like after this? Right. I, I, I feel like, um, you know, my answer during the show for what my identity was is, uh, it's still super evolving, you know, even in this time right now, even while we were, while we're thinking about it, you know, I was a teacher, right? So, Teaching happens in a classroom for me, anyways. That's my mindset. I'm a public. I'm a public educator. You go to school. You go into your classroom. The kids meet you in your classroom. You provide your lesson. They carry out the lesson. You wave goodbye to them. It's the end of the day. But I haven't seen my kids, and I provide lessons for them online. And I teach it. I teach it underrepresented community. And out of 600 students, I have 70 students signed up for my classroom, and seven of them are able to post work. And it's pure heartbreaking, you know, and I try to stay as positive about it as possible because it's not their fault. You know, I know it's not their fault, but, but that's for me, it's been, it's been such a difference to not be able to, they were my, they're part of my life. You know, those kids are part of my life. No matter how, how crazy they drive me, you know, there was still the looking forward to sharing 
sharing the love of art with them. They're in love, uh, the, my love for creativity, my love for using our imagination. And I can't do that. And I can't reach them right now the way I would like to. And so what did I do with my time? I just, I wanted to be more creative. You know, that that's where, that's, that's what we're doing now. And I've just been finishing paintings and my role at home is different, right? So now I'm helping significantly more with with just standard uh, care for for our son that I wasn't part of before. They had a different routine. I broke up the routine. My, you know, I went. We, we went from a tight ship to a shipwreck because I came and disturbed <laughs> everything, bro. I, I I fucked up naps. I fucked up, uh, you know, just everything, everything. I just came in here and all he wanted to do was play. He didn't want to eat, <laughs> you know. And, and finally, we're getting to yeah. a place that it's okay. But then, so now my son went had to go for his two-year well visit and the well visits well visits for anybody who doesn't know is just where the pediatrician just wants to see that standard growth is taking place and um while he was there he saw all of the doctors that he normally sees being so friendly and caring with him in uh face mask uh face shields uh you know full covered gowns and since that visit he has woken up uh every morning or throughout the night screaming essentially that the doctor's scary mask and it's been so rough because my son he's not really full of fear he's the kind of kid that that tries something and if he gets injured in the process he acknowledges that as an injury but then he still tries to learn from it and now we got we have a new this is this is new for us Mm -hmm. where he is he is fearful of things and and it happened because of that visit. And so now, you know, something Crazy. new for us to work with. Yeah, man. Something new, man. So that's our that's identity, right? Identity mm-hmm. is changing. Our next one is gonna be belonging. That idea of belonging came up in a conversation that I was having with somebody else. And um it came up with the idea that when I first started becoming interested in art, um I was particularly interested in street art. It wasn't what I was creating, but I was interested in that. And um, that didn't have a place on Long Island. What I thought Long Island art was at that time was everything happening out east in the Hamptons and Montauk. And it was a lot of uh, landscape art, people painting beaches, people painting uh, lighthouses. So I felt like I had to go into the city to learn everything that I wanted to about the art, about the art space that I wanted to be a part of. So I didn't feel like I belonged in the art scene at home. And, and that can be that can be devastating to somebody who, who wants to build in their own community. And um, that's where that conversation, that's the first conversation I had that made me think, hey, I can't be the only artist that went through this. This has to be something that's taking place in a lot of artists' minds. So we reached out to two artists, uh, Will Teron and Diego Garcia. And we're going to bring them in so that they can create and they can talk about this topic. Uh, they're two active artists um, when it comes to showcasing their work. So I'm sure that they've experienced something. What about you, though? In the sense of belonging, as as I describe it, how does it apply to you? I think it, when I think about the word belonging, especially as an artist, it brings me back to my days at New Paul's. Uh, and obviously, you remember the art scene in New Paul's. And I, I always kind of struggled with it. Um, because, cause one, I didn't really know at that point that I wanted to be a digital artist. I didn't really know what that was. Um, you know, at that point in 
schooling or in, in education, there wasn't really a defined curriculum around digital art yet. Like as it looks now, like, you know, I do a lot of UX and UI work now and that stuff really didn't exist back then. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you went to classes on topography and, you know, you did color, you did a lot, like I had to do a lot of painting classes. And, and it was book binding. Yeah, book binding, <laughs> book binding, woodwork. And it's so yeah. cool. I learned that it was awesome. Um, but the art uh, community in New Paltz is funky. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's like me and I go in there and I'm an artist and I think I'm an artist. And like, you know, this is who I am as a person, right? And then you have this group of people that are like the artists in New Paltz. And these are the people that are like, they make their own pants and they wear hemp shirts. And like, <laughs> it's like, I was like, why well, I don't look like them. Like, am I a real artist? Like, you know, it's like, am I supposed to dread my hair? Like, what's going on here? Like, it was, and nothing against them. They, like, some of the people I met there were awesome, awesome people. But the artists that I met are like off the wall. And because I was never really surrounded by that many different types of artists in my life, um, I didn't have that understanding of like, there could be different types of artists, right? Like being in that environment, it was like, yo, if I don't look like them. I don't act like them. Like, mm. am I in, in the wrong direction? Like, am I not a right. good artist? Um, you know, like, am I supposed to be making sculptures out of dirt that I find on my way to the lake? Like what's going on here? Like, what is, what's the definition of artist? And like, yeah, a lot yeah. of times I did struggle with like belonging, like, um, and feeling a part of that art group in New Paltz. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned New Paltz because I skipped right over that, and and I didn't skip over that intentionally. It's it's sort of like I learned a lot there. I learned a lot from the professors, but um, the social life that I had at New Paltz didn't allow me to spend the time that I could have in with the other art students. So I knew them; they knew me, but the crowd that I decided to spend my time with would always be a non-art crowd Mm -hmm. and so um i wasn't really giving them or trying to build with them to the to the best of my ability because i just didn't have any interest in doing that now i don't know if i missed out on it right i'm not i'm not trying to look back on it now as a regret i just didn't connect though so i guess that just goes back to the idea of i I didn't feel i didn't i didn't feel like i belonged with them i feel like now now in my life like i wish i could go back because i would be down to like wear hemp shirts and learn how to make pants (laughs) Like, I don't think I was in the right mindset back then. Like, yeah, like back then I was like, nah, I need to like buy my clothes in the mall. And now I'll be like, nah, come on, let's just dread our hair and make pants and make sculptures <laughs> out of dirt. And, you know, let's set wood on fire. And that's, that's our art. It is craziness. Um, <laughs> but they're really cool, collective. Like, you know, Martha, Martha from our last event was an art student at New Paltz. She wasn't one of the out there, out there people. But I mean, even Martha is pretty deep, bro. Like I hear Martha speak sometimes and I'm like, bro, like you probably analyze more stuff, you know, in the first 10 minutes you're awake than I do all day. <laughs> She's on a whole other level of consciousness. And um, yeah, so, but you know, that's, that's the thing. Like, you have so many different artists and how their brain works is, you know, they put that on, on canvas or in sculpture or whatever they choose to do as art. Um, That's what's exciting about the pairing aspect, right? So what you got, you and I get to do. So when we're talking about curation, this is what's happening behind the scenes, right? You and I have an opportunity to look at a list of artists that are interested or that we're interested in having. And we say, you know what, these two artists would work well together. And it has nothing to do with what they're, well, I take this back. It can It can be related to so many different things, what their art looks like who they are as people, where they're coming from, where they live, 
uh, the colors that they use um, or how different their subject matters are. And with the idea that when we get them in a conversation, it's just going to be a cool conversation because every artist's experience is different. Well, I guess that's something for us to look forward to, right? That's going to come up on May 30th. Um, until then, you and I have a lot of work to do. Art Sessions couldn't have been complete without the wonderful artists and even more so, our wonderful guests. And now you, our listeners. Our goal is to put out an episode three to four times a month based on the event schedule. We hope you are as excited for the next one as we are. The music used in this podcast was created by Pound, a.k.a. Chris Lee. Thanks for listening. Subscribe. One love.